You're listening to the What the Chuck Podcast with Megan Rage. I think you know where this about to go. Let me tell you, my head's in a box, 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 box. For real, there is a thing that I could put behind my microphone on Amazon that's $60, but Brett is trying to kill my vibe, so we took a box from BevMo, put the soundproofing inside of it, and now my head is literally in a box to try to talk into the microphone with no echo. It is hot. I had to turn on the AC. My eyebrows are sweating. I'm literally looking into a dark box right now. So that's how my day is going. And that's how this podcast is going. Real janky. It's my mic in a box. It's my mic in a box. Yeah. Wow. Maybe I really shouldn't sing, but I just can't help myself. Ask Bree Shorty or anyone that I used to work with. I will turn anything and everything into a song. Hi, it's Megan Rage. And this is the What the Chuck podcast episode two. Oh, you guys, I literally am going to have to take breaks and pull my head out of this box to like get I'm breathing in my own like regurgitated air that's trapped in this box. This is a really janky operation. You can see what I'm working with on our Instagram if you're not following us yet at what the Chuck podcast. It's literally a BevMo box and my mic is inside of it. Okay, I'm going to stop talking about this now. Thanks for coming back for episode two. I know a lot of you were asking where I was last week or where episode when episode two was coming out. And basically last week, I was just a huge piece of shit. Like I did nothing. I ate bread. I didn't work out. Um, I was just kind of chilling because last week and still this week was just super heavy. And the reason that I didn't put a podcast out is because I was sitting back. I was learning. I was reading things. I just felt like there was so much material out last week that was informative, that was going to help people learn and grow. And I didn't think that I was going to be able to put anything out that could have done that. So first and foremost, let me just say that I do support Black Lives Matter. Let me also say that when I was on a morning show with Wayne and Jay and Juan and heavy things would happen, it was so hard for us to do a show. And anyone that's in the radio, any Anyone that's in the radio industry and anyone that does a podcast will tell you that. It's hard to talk about hard things. And that was with four of us in the room. There were so many school shootings, movie theater shootings during the time that I was on a morning show. And we would come in and be like, all right, well, you know, what are we going to do? So for me being by myself, this podcast new, I decided to, instead of speaking on it, to sit back and learn. And that's what I did last week. I was couch surfing a lot. I watched a lot of videos. I read a lot of articles. I spent a lot of time watching the news, educating myself. Um, and so I, I took that time. And by no means am I trying to come back and act like it didn't happen and act like it's not still happening. But what I am trying to be is like a little palate cleanser because I know social media is heavy right now. I know a lot of people are tweeting that they need to take, you know, mental health days or take a break. Or uh, one, I saw someone tweet that they were watching episode an episode of Friends for every uh, like news, five o'clock news that they were watching as like a palate cleanser. So I'm here to try to be your palate cleanser. I've taken a step back a little bit from social media. I haven't been posting my my normal 285 Chuck videos a day because I didn't want to clog anyone's feed. I've been sharing videos um, that have moved me that I've felt are important, and I'm going to continue to do that. It's really made me aware of the frivolous shit that I put on social media. Like, who 
cares. There are more important things going on. I don't need to Instagram my food or me sitting by the pool or the cat a million times a day. I'm really just trying to step back and post resources and post things that people are going to care about and that are going to help other people. So that's my stance on it. That's why I wasn't here last week. That's why I'm back this week with a new episode with my microphone in a box. So yeah, thanks for being here. Something new that's happened since last time I talked to you is restaurants are also open, um, which is super interesting because you're looking at everyone like like they're your friends, like you want to talk to them and say hi, but you're also like supposed to stay away from people. And it's like, are do you wear a mask in a restaurant? Are people going to look at you if you don't, but you can't eat with a mask on? It's just really strange. One thing that I will say I really like about this new um, – this new way of doing things is, especially in the summertime, I'm sweaty. Like my feet are sweating. I cannot keep my damn feet in a pair of sandals. My hands are sweaty. So normally when you run into someone out at a bar, you like shake their hand. Oh, it's good to see you. I haven't seen you in a while. And so I have to do this trick where I constantly have a cold drink in my hand. So when I know someone's about to shake my hand, I see someone approaching. I put both hands on my drink. And then when they go in for the handshake, I pull one hand off. I shake their hand and go, oh, sorry, my hand's wet. It was just, you know, my drink's cold. It's the condensation or, you know, whatever from the side of the drink. And then it's okay. It's not a big deal. Now people aren't shaking hands, which is great for me. That means I get less sweaty as they approach because I'm not getting nervous. My hands are clammy as hell. Always have been. Probably always will be. I dread to think what menopause is going to be like. So that's one thing that I do like um, (laughs) about the new social distancing when we're out at a bar rules. Um, I'm okay with a hug. Just don't try to fucking shake my hand, okay? Um, Another thing, how it's been at least up until this point, is if you go into a bar, you have to order food. It can't just, a bar just can't be open. It has to be a bar and restaurant. So Brett and I, the first night that we were allowed out, we went to like five different places and ordered French fries everywhere we went. Now we were dumb and we just ended up leaving them there, but we should have been packing them up and taking them home with us so that we had something to eat the next day when we were hung over. You guys, I'm literally closing my eyes right now because looking into this box is making me nauseous. You know those um, like eye tests at the grocery store for old people? I, I don't know if they still exist, but and you put your you put your eyes on the eye thing and, and take the test. That's what it that's what I look like right now. I have my head fully in this box and it's making me sick. I need to take a Dramamine. Um Anyway, so one place that we went downtown was Cupro's. So they had like, they were doing the most. They were a little extra. They had plastic hanging down in front of the bars and they were like, you have to order something. And if you want to order multiple drinks, you have to keep your tab open because if you close it out, you'll have to order another food item when you order another drink. So whatever, we left the tab open, we got drinks and then we got a basket of fries. So we're standing at the bar All of the booths have chairs in them. Like, you're not allowed to sit in them. So the guy comes and brings us our fries, and he's like, well, you can't eat them at the bar. And I'm like, huh? Where am I supposed to eat them? Uh, I don't know, but you can't eat them at the bar. I'm like, well, I don't even fucking want them. I just ordered them because I have to. So can I set them at the bar while I stand here and have a drink? What in the world? So I know that bars and stuff are opening up with, like, regulations or restrictions this weekend. I'm curious to see how it's going to go and what it's going to be like and how many people are going to be out. But I also told Brett that just because things are starting to open up, we can't just go balls to the wall going out every weekend because we went out, like I said, last weekend for a little bit and spent so much money. And I'm not trying to live that life anymore. It's been so nice saving money since we've been stuck in quarantine. So, yeah, pros don't have to shake hands with anyone. Cons have to order hella baskets of French fries.
you win some, you lose some. Imagine that. So today's Tuesday. I'm recording this a day before. And um, let me tell you what kind of day I've had today. So I go to the chiropractor every Tuesday. Um, and once a month, I get a massage with my adjustment. So today was the day that I go in, I get my massage, I get my adjustment. My massage was at 10 o'clock. Brett knew this. I always put my phone on do not disturb when I go into the massage, because obviously you're not trying to have your phone buzzing and also my Apple watch while I'm getting the massage. So I put, I put my phone on do not disturb. So about 10 minutes into the massage, my phone starts ringing. And I'm like, oh, shoot. That means that someone's calling me from my favorites. And there's not a ton of people on my favorites, like Summer, Katie, Cody. I know none of them were calling me. Um, my dad and stepmom. And I was like, oof, what if it's one of them? Should I stop the massage and check? And then obviously Brett. I'm like, Brett wouldn't be calling me right now. He knows I'm in a massage. And I thought to myself, OK, well, if it's important, they'll call back immediately. No one calls back. So I'm almost done with my massage. There's like 10 minutes left and my phone and my watch start buzzing again. And I'm like, okay, what if this is my dad? I should probably say something and get up and check. So I'm like, I need to check my my watch really quick. And so I tap on it and it's freaking Brett. And so I put my head back down, finished out the massage. She leaves the room. I pick up my phone and say, what, Brett? I've been in an hour massage. What is it that you need? This fool texts me back hey, when you go to the store to get me crystal lights, can you also get some bread so I can make an egg sandwich for lunch? What are you talking about? That is why you called twice during my massage to tell me to get some bread and eggs? Hi, Brett. Let me introduce you to this really cool technology that comes on all of our phones called a text message. And then he said, well, I thought you were getting a 30-minute massage. Oh, is that why you called me in the first 10 minutes of it? Perfect. All right. Thank you. Brett, he just, he loves talking on the phone. I talked about that in my last, um, in my last podcast. It's so funny how many people have said, all right, I'll call you back ASAP ever since that um, podcast has come out. Uh, Cause that's what he says to his mom every time he gets off the phone. All right, I'll ring you back ASAP. So over the weekend, we were looking at cars on Auto Trader and, um, there was a, there was, we were looking at a certain car at a certain dealership and there was an option there that said, call ASAP. And I was cracking up, but I also wasn't posting anything frivolous like that. So I didn't post about it. I just figured, eh, I'll talk about it on episode two. So anyways, I get in my car, I leave the chiropractor, I go to the store, I go to the bank to get my unemployment money out and put it in our regular bank. And uh, the Savage Remix with Beyonce comes on and I turn it all the way up. I'm so excited. Beyonce's part's about to come on. I turn it up. I have the windows down. All of a sudden, brink, brink, brink. My phone's ringing. Guess who it is? It's Brett. I was just about to get down on Beyonce's part. And I'm like, yes, Brett. He's like, oh, I just wanted you to know that I already transferred the money from the checking to the savings. I'm like, okay, couldn't have told me that when I get home in 20 minutes? Okay, perfect. Now I've missed Beyonce's entire verse because you had to call me to tell me that you transferred money to our savings account. Thank you. Thanks. And then, of course, I'm, anytime I do something like that and I'm like, you know, rude, a bitch, he's like, all right, bye, mean Megan, which is a name that I, I get called like 70% of the time in this house. All right, bye, mean Megan. I'm like, I'm not mean, but you could have waited until I got home to tell me all of that. Again, a simple text would have been fine. Oh, by the way, right after this happened, I got off the phone and I was stopped at a stop sign. I looked to my right 
there is a whole family dressed up as dinosaurs riding bikes down the street. It's like in the Arden Park area. I wish I could have gotten a picture of it, but I didn't feel like I could safely get out my phone and like start taking pictures. I felt like that would have been weird. But it wasn't just like dinosaur costumes. You know, the ones where like the suit... Not sumo, but like the costumes where it looks like there's air inside. You look like those tall people that are powered by a big like gust of wind. Uh, you guys know what I'm talking about? Anyways, and they were also hot pink. It was the best thing I've ever seen. And it would have been TikTok worthy. But like I said, didn't feel like it was appropriate to like stop my car, get out, start taking pictures. I'm going to edit out the long, like, I don't know, 45 second break I just took to get some fresh air with my head out of the box and also take a drink of water because I'm parched. But man, I really need to think of a better way to accomplish great sound without having my head in a BevMo box. Okay, so a couple of my friends made it um, obvious to me that there was one thing that was missing from the first episode of my podcast, which is a little about me. If you don't know me or, you know, we're just friends on Instagram, but we've never really talked and you're listening to this podcast, you might not know what the hell I'm talking about. Um, 90% of the time. So I'm going to do a little a little about me so that going forward, you know who Brett is, who Chuck is, who the hell I'm talking about. So um, my name is Megan. <laughs> a lot of people do think my last name is Rage, but it's not. That's just my, uh, I don't want to call it my stage name because I'm not on the, sh- on the stage, but you know, my radio name. So um, my, my maiden last name is like 11 letters long. And so when I first started on the radio, I was like, I need to think of something better. Well, not better. Sorry, dad. I just mean not, not such a mouthful. So I used to go out a lot and there was this guy, his name's Ryan. He used to ask me out all the time and I would always blow him off. So <laughs> this one time he left me a voicemail. He's like, this is the last time I'm going to ask you out. It's ridiculous. You always say you don't have time, but I always see you out pound sign raging all the time. Uh, pound sign raging? You mean hashtag. It's a hashtag, not a pound sign. And from then on out, I hashtag rage on everything. And um, that's where Megan Rage was born. And some people actually think that it's my last name. Some people that know that it's not my last name forget and say that it's my last name. I've referred a few people to the chiropractor that I go to and they've texted me. My friend Courtney was like, I need to remember that your name's not Megan Rage because when they asked who referred who referred me, I said Megan Rage and they looked at me like I was crazy. But anyways, I was born and raised in the Sacramento area, um, went to Kit Carson Middle School, went to West Campus High School, um, started working for 105.1 KNCI right out of high school. And then from there, I worked at now 100.5 as just like a weekend fill-in situation. And then I was on a morning show on 102.5, Wayne J and Megan in the morning. I was there for about four years. And then I moved to middays at 102.5. And then I moved to middays at 100.5. And then I took a little break from radio, a.k.a. I got fired. (laughs) And I started working for the state of California, hated it literally came home crying all the time. It was just not for me. Um, And then I started working at Fuego 103.5 and 98.9 if you're in like Stockton, Modesto. And I'm currently furloughed because of COVID-19. And now I'm just at home chilling, doing laundry, vacuuming, doing all the stuff that a housewife would do, getting practice in for when one day this becomes my reality, fingers crossed. Um, And I started this podcast. Um, before radio, I also worked at the bank. I worked at a tanning salon. I was a receptionist. I mean, I've dabbled 
in a lot of different areas. Oh, God, which reminds me. I went into our bank today, and there was this woman in front of me in her little salmon shorts and her Louis Vuitton bag and her Santa Cruz sweatshirt with her mask on. And she went up to the teller. I worked at a bank for a long time. I was the lead teller at Citibank. People would do this to me all the time. They would be like, oh, can you make a copy of that before you deposit it? And it would be like 15 or 20 checks. And we had a policy like, no, copy it at your own damn house or take pictures of it. You know, we're not making copies of all your checks here. Like, that's not a thing. Like, I'm sorry you want to bookkeep so hard, but do it at home. So this woman in front of me, like I said, in her salmon shorts and her Santa Cruz, Santa Cruz sweatshirt, um, she was like, can you make a copy of this check before you put it into my account? And the teller was like, oh, you know, we're trying to really cut back on, you know, what we're touching and handing out. And she was like, so right now we're not able to make any copies. And this fucking woman was like, are you serious? This is, ju- this is just ridiculous. And the teller was like, well, why don't you just take a picture of it? And she was like, oh, because I can print a picture. And the teller was like, well, you can email it to yourself and print it from home. And then she goes, this is just ridiculous with the amount of money that I have in this bank. You know what? I should pull it all out right now. Lady, get a fucking grip. Take a picture of the check. Copy it at home. Write it down. Oh, here's an idea. Why don't you log on to your mobile banking? Because a picture of that check is going to be online, available for you as soon as it goes through. People are crazy. No wonder I had bad customer service ratings when I worked at Citibank. Because I would roll my eyes at someone that did that. This girl at our bank, she was super polite. When I walked up to her, I was like, huh, you deserve a medal for dealing with that lady. And she didn't even talk shit about her after she left. So she really does deserve a gold star because I would have been spilling my guts if someone would have said that to me. Can you make a copy? I should pull all my money out right now. Yeah, go ahead and do it. That teller doesn't care if you pull your money out. She gives zero fucks. Anyways, where was I? Oh, yeah, I worked at a bank for a really long time. Obviously, really loved it. (laughs) Actually, you know what? I was really good. I didn't have good customer service skills, but I was very efficient. People would, um, you know, get those surveys after they they visited a teller, like those surprise surveys. And people would always say, she doesn't smile, but she's efficient. And you know what? I'll take that. Um, Yeah, so I was single basically all my life. I had two boyfriends. Neither of them were very serious. And then um, I had met this guy right before I turned 30 that I thought liked me but didn't. And he totally blew me off. And I was like, that's it. I'm done dating. I'm going to take a break for a while. I'm not going to date, guys. I'm not going to try to date. I'm just going to go out and I'm going to have fun. And then I went to Vegas for my 30th birthday and met Brett. And here we are. So Brett is my husband. He lived in England. He moved here. All the way from England about two years ago, we went through the immigration process. Brett told me when he first moved here, when he was getting ready to move here, that he was allergic to cats, which obviously is going to be a big problem because Chuck, my three-legged black cat that I adopted from Front Street Animal Shelter, is the mascot of my life, the love of my life, the reason I wake up and breathe every single day. (laughs) So I got Brett these little hypoallergenic drops that he could put under his tongue that were supposed to help with cat allergies. Well, guess what? (laughs) When they ran out, I started filling the bottle up with water. And Brett's like, oh, yeah, I don't have, I'm not allergic to cats anymore. Placebo effect. He was never allergic to cats. Or if he was, that allergy went away a long time ago. Because let me tell you, half the time there was stuff in there and half the time it was water. And he is fine. He wakes up every morning, gives Chuck a big kiss. 
is always in his face. If that this, this is the most tolerant person that's allergic to cats I've ever seen in my whole entire life. Um, backtrack a little bit. So what the Chuck podcast is named after my three-legged cat, Chuck. I was in a poker tournament at Capitol Casino when I worked for 102. And this was in 2014. And I got out super early because I'm not good at poker. Shocker. And we had an open um, like tab at the bar. So I went up and I got tons of drinks and they had Animal Planet playing on the TV. And I was like, oh, I really want an animal. So my friend Cody and I got in an Uber, <laughs> drunk, went to Front Street and I walked in and I was like, I want a cat or a kitten that's fluffy and that's not black. And it was slim pickings. It was the end of the day. There was nothing that met my requirements. And as I was leaving, she was like, well, there is this cat. And there was a crate sitting on the ground with a towel over the crate. And she was like, these cats or this cat came in with a litter. Someone left the box in the street in front of Front Street. And then a car hit the box. And Chuck, whose name was Onyx at the time, was in the corner of the box. And they had to amputate his leg. That's the story I was told. And I was like, that's the saddest thing I've ever heard in my life. So they took him out of his crate. He walked around. Well, he hopped around. And I just... I can't even tell you the uh, feelings that I felt. So I adopted him, a three-legged black cat. He had short hair at the time. It turns out he is fluffy. And now I'm obsessed with black cats. Like, I literally love him. I don't know what I'd do without him. I was just telling um, Brett that one time there was a fire at the apartments that I lived at. I grabbed nothing but Chuck and my cell phone. Didn't even have a bra on. Like, I love this cat more than anything in life. Obviously, Brett and him equal. (laughs) Although Brett would argue that I love Chuck more. Um, Yeah, I'm obsessed with him. I actually just, Brett's getting me a tattoo for my birthday and I'm literally getting Chuck's face tattooed on my body. Weird. Chuck also is the reason that I like love disabled animals. I think they have so much character. I think they have so much to offer, which is why I started doing my segment at Front Street. I started doing it like two, maybe even three years ago now. It's my spin of the week. Spin stands for special pet need. So each week, obviously, I haven't been able to do it since COVID started. And I've taken little breaks here and there. But each week that I go in, I feature an animal that has special needs that needs to find its forever home. So whether it's just an older dog that's been in the shelter a long time, maybe it's missing an eye, all of its teeth, a leg. It's going to be my spin of the week. I'm obsessed with special needs animals. And I go back and forth because Chuck and, or Chuck, Brett and I have been thinking about getting another animal. But I'm like, I don't want to adopt just like a a regular normal cat because it's going to jump all over the place. And what if Chuck tries to follow its lead and and he gets hurt? Like, these are the psychotic things that I think about. Anyways, so yeah, Brett's lived here for like three years now. We got married um, a year to the date that we met. And our second wedding anniversary just passed. So yeah, he's lived here for a couple years. We've known each other three years. It's crazy how it all happened. Never in a million years. I didn't even, I was giving up hope. I didn't even think I was going to get married, let alone to someone that lives in England. You guys, he once had a girlfriend who lived like on another, in another part of town, 15 minutes away. And Brett was like, no, I can't move in with you on that part of town. It's too far. 15 minutes. He moved a whole ass 10 hour plane ride to Sacramento to be with me. So pretty freaking crazy. And now we just live here, me, Brett, and Chuck, loving life. We live down the street from my brother and his wife, so we hang out with them all the time. (laughs) And it's actually really convenient. We hung out with them on a Friday night, um, and we ordered roundtable. You guys, when I tell you I was a piece of shit this past week and did nothing besides, like, watch the news, look on social media, read articles, I'm telling you the truth. Brett and I ate roundtable three times last week three 
times I'm disgusted with myself. We're starting to work out with a trainer today. Now the gyms are back open. So, um, get it right, get it tight, summer body back in full effect. It'll be uh, ready just in time when summer's over. Anyways, we went over to my brother and his wife's house on Friday night because they literally live down the street from us. And we ordered round table. And they gave us five or six like big ass ranches, like the ones in the in the black tubs. So come Sunday, we're by the pool and um, we were going to make some chicken. And I was like, oh, how good would that ranch be from round table that we got on Friday? And Brett was like, so good. So I texted my sister-in-law and I was like, hey, um, I really wish we had some of that ranch from Friday night. And she was like, come get some. It's going to go bad. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm actually going to. I'm going to go down the street to retrieve some round table ranch because you know round table has the best ranch. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'll, be there, I'll be there in a couple minutes. I was like, I'm going to walk down there so I can at least work for this ranch. And then I was like, hmm. Actually, it's kind of hot outside, so I'm probably just going to drive down there. So I drive literally 15 houses down to go inside to pick up two containers of Round Table Ranch, and then I drive it back down the street so that Brett and I can dip our chicken into it. That is disgusting, but also very convenient, and I'm very grateful for the ranch. So shout out to my brother and his wife for hooking it up. I'm sure I'll drop more little fun facts about me, like, if I'm telling a story and I feel like you need to know a backstory, um, I'll get into it. But I feel like if I would, I would really dive in and give you like a full about me, like how much time do you have? How long are you going to listen to this podcast? So I should probably do it in pieces. So I'm going to cut myself off of the about me right now and I'll just pick it up when I'm telling stories and I feel like it's relevant. Relevant? What? Get a dictionary. Relevant. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I can hear Chuck outside of the door. He's dying to get in. He hates when he can't see me and I shut the door so that I can't get any other noise in like Brett's English news or him on the phone because he's working from home. Um, speaking of Chuck, so this weekend uh, I, I cleaned. I mean, I do this all the time, probably every other day, but I clean out his food bowl and his water bowl. But it was really hot over the weekend. So when I cleaned out his water bowl... I'm always paranoid about him drinking enough water. And he does. He drinks a ton of water. But um, I washed out his bowl with super hot water. And then, you know, after you have the sink on hot water and then you put it to cold, it's not like super duper cold. So Brett was upstairs. I didn't think he was coming down anytime soon. So I washed Chuck's bowl out. I put it on the ground and then I went out to the garage and got a bottle of water. And I was bending down and I was pouring the bottle of water (laughs) into Chuck's bowl and Brett comes around the corner and was like oh I've seen it all now what the hell are you doing you're giving Chuck bottled water and I was like yeah I just felt bad because it's hot outside and you know I wanted it to be really cold he's like put ice cubes in it I'm like yeah if I put ice cubes in it then he just plays with the ice cubes I'm like who cares bought a pack of bottled water is like $3.99 at Target I was like you're gonna live and I was laughing hysterically because I thought I, I mean I knew what I was doing was ridiculous like I couldn't have poured it out of the Brita or like any anything besides putting a bottle of water in his bowl. I, it's ridiculous. I know. So I'm laughing hysterically. We move on with the day. Um, I'm downstairs doing something and I, I go upstairs to find Brett. And what do I see? So Chuck sleeps on a, in a bed on our bed. He has like his little cat bed. So whenever Brett's making the bed or taking the sheets off or whatever, Brett picks up Chuck's bed and moves it to different places in the house. And Chuck loves it. Like he'll stay in the bed and he is just like, oh, where's where's dad going to take me now? So sometimes Brett will put him in the office. Sometimes he'll put him in another room, in a bathroom. So I, I come upstairs to see what Brett's doing. 
Brett has no pants on, no underwear, <laughs> and he's carrying Chuck's cat bed all around upstairs, just walking him back and forth. I'm like, oh, you've seen it all. I've seen it all. Why don't you have pants on? He was like, oh, I was just getting ready to put my swim shorts on, but I was going to take Chuck for a ride first. <laughs> oh, gosh. But the the things that we do with that cat and for that cat, I mean, Brett, I'm not alone here because Brett is just as guilty. Cracks me up. I love that he loves him, though, because let me tell you, it took about a year and a half for Brett to even allow Chuck in our room at night when we slept, which was so hard for me because... I used to sleep with Chuck every single night and then we just used to lock him out of the room because Brett was like, I don't want cat shit in my bed. He gets in his litter box and rakes around in his own shit and then he brings the shit in the bed. Like, I'm like, no, Brett, he doesn't. Cats are super clean. So finally, we're at a point in our lives where Chuck's allowed in the bed. If Chuck is not in bed with us when we're about to go to sleep, Brett goes and finds him and puts him in bed with us. I never thought we would get here. So I am like so thankful and happy that we are where we are. Go on, Brett. Walk around with Chuck without your pants on all day, every day. I don't care. So as you know, I told you guys in the first episode, I'm going to be including a playlist um, with every episode. You guys, I used to pay people to make, make me mix CDs when I was in high school. I'm doing this for free for you. So take advantage. The first um, the first playlist was a running playlist. There was like 120 songs on there. So the running playlist already existed in my library. So I just copied it onto Spotify so it was available. The playlists are not going to be 120 songs um, deep anymore. That was just a fluke. That was a first episode bonus. From here on out, they'll be anywhere from like 20 to 45, 50 songs. And the other thing is um, on my Apple Music, if you follow me, some of these playlists already exist and I'm just like trimming them down a bit for this podcast. So this week, since this last week, you know, I was feeling very chill, very like melancholy, very sad, emotional. Um, I, I wasn't feeling like, you know, hyphy. I was feeling chill. So this week's playlist is a chill mix. Um, if you are finding it on my Apple playlist, there's already a chill a chill playlist that exists. That's not the one you want. That one has duplicate songs. Some some in vogue got on there on that by accident and it's not a chill in vogue song. So I remade the playlist and it's WT chill. So what the chill instead of what the chuck. Um, so that's where you'll find the playlist this week. If you're searching on Spotify, I just started a Spotify specifically for this podcast. So you'll be able to find the playlist easily, just chill. Um, that's what it's called, chill. So yeah, Apple Music, What the Chill, Spotify Chill. That's your playlist for the week. I think it's like 40 something songs of just like easy, chill listening, which I feel like is something we all need right now. You can zen out and listen to it. Hopefully you guys like it, like I said. Um, I used to pay people to do this shit for me. Mix CDs used to make me so happy. Like I couldn't wait to hear what I was going to hear yet. Oh, and here's another suggestion. If you are going to listen to these, I would shuffle them because some artists like you'll hear back to back if you listen to it in order. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of the shuffle anyways. I was just talking to my sister-in-law's sister about this. I'm just going to call her my sister-in-law because it's easier. Um, I was telling her that whenever I listen to a new album, I shuffle. I don't listen to it in order. And she thought that was the weirdest thing ever. Do you guys shuffle first or do you listen in order? She's like, but what about the song? They were, she was like, they put albums together in the order that you're supposed to listen to them in. I'm like, yeah, there have been some some CDs where I listen to it in order, but that was when CDs existed. Now that everything's like digital, I shuffle that shit. 
put that on a sticker. Speaking of, I sent out like, I don't know, 25 stickers last week. So thanks for everyone or to everyone that rated, reviewed, subscribed. It was brought to my attention that Apple Podcasts is really the only place where you could rate, review, subscribe. Um, so if you followed us on Instagram, that gets you a sticker too. So just DM me your first and last name and your address and I will send you out a What the Chuck sticker. Um, if you are listening to me on Apple, I'm pretty sure every time you listen, you can review or rate. So give me five stars. Again, do it as many times as you can. Um, for everyone that left a review, I was shocked at how many did. Thank you so much. It makes a huge difference. It makes my podcast more visible um, when people are searching for it. So I really appreciate it. Um, if you're listening on Spotify or Google or whatever, um, my website, I understand that you can't like rate and review, but I appreciate you listening so much. And my next, the next thing that I need everyone to do is like share the shit out of this podcast. A lot of people listen, but I need more people than just like, you know, my friends to listen. So if you like this, if you think that it's funny, if you know someone that would laugh while listening to it, um, send it to them because if they like it and then send it to someone, that's how we're going to grow. All right. Are you with me? So um, yeah, if you've subscribed to my podcast on any platform and you want a sticker, make sure you slide into my DMs at What the Chuck Podcast and I'll send you one. And uh, thanks for being here week two of What the Chuck. Again, you can find the playlist on my Apple Music and on Spotify at Megan Rage. And I'll see you next week. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Instagram at What the Chuck Podcast.